trying to avoid getting dunked into a pool, let me give you some advice, all right? You do not use the phrase like a worm on steroids. (laughs) I was like, you mean like a totally fit man in like canola oil trying to grip him? I didn't understand that. It was that, I thought you said a, 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 a worm out of somewhere. I don't know. But, but a worm? Come on now. Like, I can understand, like, a monkey on juice. I could see that. Like, a gorilla on a diet. I can get those. But when Homeboy said a worm, I was like, dang. Dang. And you know what? You know what's funny, though? You know what's funny? Let me tell you about this worm. Because all that they posted on the Instagram was like, oh, let's pick up Sam. And it made it look like they just had their way with me. Uh Uh-uh. Ten minutes, these do, like, these are not worms. You know what I'm saying? And so these big boys, they could not get me for the life of them. And so by the time, it it literally took four guys to get me in the pool. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If it's a worm, let's worm, right? So, all right, let's get started tonight. Let's get started. I want to start off with a game. I want to start off with a game. Do I have any volunteers? Volunteers for a game? Who's, who wants to come up? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, who wants to play the game? <laughs> I feel so... All right. All right. Just come up. Just come up. Middle school. Boy, yeah. There you go. Who, give me two more volunteers. Two more volunteers. Two more. Oh, you. You. Yeah, you, man. You both of you. Come on. All right. You guys come. Now, come here. Garrett. 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 You guys. You guys are going to exit. You guys are going to exit stage left. Thank, give it up for our volunteers. Give it up. All right. So you guys wait right out there, and we're going to let you back in in just a quick moment, all right? All right, so here's the game. Here's the game. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you some pictures, okay? The pictures are of children. The children belong to celebrities. Okay. I want to see, I want to know. Can you guess the celebrity simply by the appearance of the child? Are you ready? All right, so I'm going to give you a softball. We're going to start it off with a very easy one because even the child is famous. So here we go. Here we go. Here's our game. So wait, who's, the, who's his parent? Will Smith. Bing! Is it up there? That's right. All right, good. Everybody shake it out. Shake it out. Shake it out. Here we go. Let's get loose. Number two. Number two, based on that image, she looks just like her mom. Who's her mom? Reese Witherspoon. Actually, it's with her fork. Survey says, bing, you got to Give it up. Give it up for yourselves. Good job. Give it up. All right. You're like, oh my gosh, she needs to go to a tanning booth. No, it's just her projector. I'm really sorry. It's bad. All right. Um, you guys want to try a harder one? All right, here we go. Here we go. It's a baby. Sam Cassis, how did you know? Actually, this baby looks more like me than either of my children do. So I could, I could see the resemblance. But this baby looks just like his father. Who's the father? Who? Say it out loud. Say it out loud. Jordan Paris? No. Say it. John Legend. Very good. Little baby's like, all of me. All of you. All right, let's try another. All right, so now this is an actor. This is an actor. And most of you guys have seen this actor. Most of you guys have seen this actor. But what you have not realized is that he's actually the son of a celebrity actor. Mama says life is always like a box of chocolates. That is actually Tom Hanks' son. Isn't that crazy? 
All right, another. Should we do another? All right. Let's go back to children. Let's go back to children. She doesn't look like Beyonce. Who does she look like? Hova, right? Just like him. Do I have one more, Max? All right, let's do another one. All right, take, the, exactly, it's Steph Curry. Take Steph Curry minus puberty in a little girl's body, and that's him. That's literally him. Do I have one more? I think I'm all done. All right, all right. Hey, let's bring back in our volunteers. Let's bring back in our volunteers. TSAP, open the door for them. When they come in, I want you guys to cheer your heads off as if they just had the best game ever. All right, ready to go. Ready? Three, two, one. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. All right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Great job, guys. Great job. Find your seats. Find your seats. Great job. Good job, buddy. Find your seats. Yeah, find your seats. Great job. Awesome game. Awesome game. That was a great game. That was a great game. Great game, man. Oh, that was the best game. Yo, jeans are crazy, are they not? When you look at these pictures, you go, oh my God. Like, there are some of you in this room where it's like you look at you and you go, I don't think your parents had you. I think they cloned you. You know what I'm saying? Like, jeans are such a funny thing, the way that you can look just like your parents. Growing up, um, I'll tell you a little fun fact. Growing up, people would meet me, right? And, um, and I had my sister. And so they, they know me. They know my sister, but then they would see us together. You know what I mean? And they go, wait, that's your sister? I go, yeah. They go, oh, I see it now. Fun fact, I'm adopted. <laughs> Fun fact, my sister's adopted. <laughs> Fun fact, not from the same families. And so we would sit there and they go, oh, I see it now. I go, oh, yeah? Yeah, we get that all the time. And I just let them grow in that, right? But jeans, I'm, I'm so fascinated by how people can look like each other because my entire family is blended, right? Because of adoption. And so I just think it's amazing the way that you can look like the people you've come from. It's not just looks though, right? It's not just like, oh, Olivia, you look just like your pa. It's more than looks. Sometimes, that's dad, okay? That's dad. Sometimes it's like the way that you laugh, you know what I mean? And like you laugh and you go, oh my, that's you, isn't it? Yeah, you have like 14 siblings and they all laugh the same, right? You're like, oh, you're a mead. I see it through the laugh, right? Or maybe, maybe somebody makes a mannerism, right? Maybe somebody does a mannerism and you go, oh my gosh, when you smile like that, you look just like your dad. When you laugh like that, you look just like your mom. Oh, when you, when you put your eyes down like that in, in intensity, I see your dad in you, right? It's more than look sometimes. It's mannerisms. It's these things. And so today, today we're going to do one of those. I want, us, I want us to look at the resemblance, okay? Because again, you, you look at people and you go, oh my gosh, Pete, I, I see it in you. And you look at Pete and his mannerisms and you go, dude, like father, like son. You look, you look at your friend and then you look at her mom and you go, dude, like mother, like daughter. And you see the resemblance. Today I want us to look in the mirror and I want us to see if you bear a resemblance. Today, I want you to look at your life, and I want you to honestly ask yourself, do you bear a resemblance to your heavenly father? I'm not talking about a resemblance of mannerisms. I'm not asking you if you bear a resemblance in regards to your looks. I'm asking you, do you bear a resemblance to your heavenly father in terms of your love? 
Do you bear a resemblance to your heavenly father in terms of your love? And so for the next few moments, we're going to read a few verses. We're going to explain them. We're going to think about how they apply to us. And as we read them, I'm asking you the question, do you bear a resemblance to your heavenly father? Are you someone that somebody could look at and go, ooh, like father, like son, like mother, like daughter. Are you guys ready? You want to see if you bear a resemblance? Let's check it out. We're in Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 43. Here we go. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. All right, let's pause there, okay? We're talking about love and hate. If you were to approach a Jew on the street in these days and you were to ask him the question, how does God want you to love? They'd go, oh, my friend, my friend, that is so easy. This is easy question. You see, Friends, love. Enemies, hate. Okay, wait, we're on that back. My friend, my friend, my friend, listen, listen, coming close. Friend, love. Enemy, hate. And they would go, it's simple. I don't know where these Jews are from, okay? Uh, they're religious Jews, religious Jews, not nationality Jews. And so they're apparently, yeah, it's crazy. And so you would go, okay, 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 time out. You're saying friends love, enemies hate. Where do you get that from? They go, my friend, it's easy. It's such an easy answer. You'd get this truth from the scriptures. And so they would point to the scriptures here. And they would say, this is how God wants you to love. Let me show you, my friend. You open up your Bible. It's in Leviticus. And they would point to this verse. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And here's what they do. So they read that to you, right? And you're like, huh? That's, your, that's the verse you're quoting? They go, my friend, look what it says close. Look at the Bible. Right? Now it's, I don't know, stop it. Stop it! Stop it! My accent. Right? And so then my friend, look at the verse. Look at the verse. Look what it says. You are to love the sons of your own people, eh? You're to love your neighbor, eh? Notice who it doesn't say. It doesn't mention your enemies. And therefore, my friend, my friends, I love. My enemies, I hate. And now, anybody who knows how to interpret their Bible, even just a little bit, you listen to their interpretation of Leviticus, and we all give them a big... Uh, that's how you're interpreting that scripture? Yes, my friend, very easy. It says love your neighbor. It doesn't say love your enemy. Okay. How many people know just by looking at that simple verse that they missed it? Yeah, right? They missed the interpretation of that verse. And so because they missed the law, they mess up love. They missed the law, and so they messed up love. And so these Jews, they were quick to point to the scriptures, but Jesus is quick to point to their misinterpretation of the scriptures. And so look what Jesus says. Look what Jesus says here as he points to the misunderstanding. He says to them basically, hey, hey guys, nice accent, but you got it wrong. Like I understand, I appreciate the fact that you're trying to quote Leviticus here, but you've got it all wrong, so let me clear up the misunderstanding. When I say, when I said, 
love your neighbors, I wasn't implying that you should hate your enemies. My desire for you is to love your enemies. My desire for you is to love the people who oppose you. My desire for you, this is Jesus talking, my desire for you is that you would lovingly pray for people who persecute you, that you would lovingly pray for people who even disagree with you. And so Jesus says, hey, Jewish friends, you have it wrong. You don't love your friends and hate your enemies. I want you to love your friends and your enemies. I want you to love both of them. Okay, Jesus. When the Jews were trying to prove their point, where did they point? The Bible. What book specifically? Leviticus. The Jews were trying to prove their point. They pointed to scripture. When Jesus is trying to prove his point, who does he point to? Does he point to the scriptures? Look what it says. But I say to you. Did you realize what Jesus did there? He says, my friends, my friends. No, no, you're pointing to Leviticus. But what I meant there was, huh? What what you meant? Friends, how many of you know that I don't get to open up the Bible and say, oh, citizens, what I meant to say in Philippians was, you weren't there, you didn't write Philippians. Jesus is speaking as one, of the, as one with the very authority of the, of the author of those texts. He is speaking definitively, clarifying, no, no, here's what it meant. Here's what it means, because he's God. Because he was the one who authored those texts. He is the word of God, the perfect communication of what God is trying to say. And so he can say authoritatively and clearly, no, 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 here's what I meant. I say to you. Jesus is God, friends. And so Jesus is pointing to their misunderstanding because he is the word. Jesus can be very clear and definitive on the intention of God's law. And here's how he gets it very clear. He says, here was the intention. Love your enemies. Is it hard to love your enemies? You're like, no, I'm righteous. It's easy. I make soup for my poor enemies all day. I make candy apples for the bullies at school. Is it hard to love your enemies? Yeah. And yet here we are with just a simple statement, love your enemies. And all of you, when you hear Jesus say that, you ask my favorite question in the world. What's my favorite question? Why? Love your enemies. Okay, noted, I'll do it. Why? Look to your neighbor and say, why? Why are we to love not only our friends, but our enemies? Let's look at it. He gives us the answer in the next verse here. Everybody say, why? Why? I didn't, you ask why. You guys will be great Bible students if you just learn to ask why. Why should we love our enemies? Well, because it's the Christian thing to do. Jesus wasn't a Christian. He was Christ. Why? He tells us why. Check it out. So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good. And sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Why? 
Jesus says, I want you to love your enemies so that you may be sons of your heavenly father. I love this metaphor. Let's go back to the metaphor here. When he says sons, he's doing what we did at the very beginning, right? When he says sons, he means to bear a resemblance. You're like, God will adopt me if I love my enemy? No, no, no. To be a son, this is a metaphor. To be called a son means you look just like that guy, right? If I said, if I said to you, hey, you, you, dude, you look like Billy's son, right? You're bearing resemblance to Billy. Actually, <laughs> later on, uh, Jesus will use this metaphor, but he tells the religious leaders, right? He just, he's like getting fed up. He's like, you know what? You guys are like sons of Satan. And they're like, oh, no, he didn't. He was like, yeah, I did. And they're like, dude, sons of Satan? He's like, I'm just saying, dude. Like father, like son. You look an awful lot like your daddy right now. (laughs) To be called a son means you bear a resemblance. How many of you in here look like your parents? Be honest. How many many of you are like, dude, it's, yeah, okay. So I, I asked you. I asked you, so we had, we had hundreds upon hundreds of entries. It was crazy. I spent 14 hours sorting through those since 2 o'clock. And so we have, we have the finals, all right? Here are your fellow citizens who I think look like their parents, okay? Number one, what do you guys think? Aw. Let's give it the thumbometer. All the way up means it's a 10 out of 10, 9, 8. What do you guys think? Do they look? Does she look? I'm seeing like a 6 average. All right, cool. Number two here? Dude. Now here, this one is tricky. This one's tricky because he's still a little boy. But don't look at the little boy. Look at the dad and go, oh my gosh, it's justice in there. Right? Is that not justice like all grown up? That's crazy, right? Let's keep going here. Dude. How many people believe in time travel now? Yo, Keaton is back at it again, living her second life. (laughs) All right? Last but not least, I thought this was the winner. This was the winner. Talking about sons here. Talking about bearing a resemblance to your father or your mother. Last one, I thought this was freaky. And I'm like, dude, you're looking at a mirror that's 40 years aged. Give it up for Brendan Connett. (laughs) Yo, is he not his dad? So he wins. He wins. Everybody that's up here, go to Michelle. She has a little BlackRock gift card for you. Thanks for playing the game. Thanks for playing the game. But um, so here we have, we're, we're talking about bearing a resemblance to your parents. It can be in your look, right? You smile and somebody goes, dude, you look just like your mom. You, you laugh a certain way and they go, wow, you look just like your dad. This is really freaky, right? Have you guys ever answered your mom's phone and they started talking to you like you were your mom? <laughs> if you're, you ever, boys, you ever answer the phone? If you're a boy and you just said, yeah, that's bad. You're like, yeah, it's not my mom, it's me, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> hey dudes, especially high schoolers, have you ever picked up the phone and the guy thought it was like your dad? Right? How many of you have kept playing along, right? Yeah, tell me this important piece of information. It is me, Michael Sr. That is I. That's my name. Don't wear it out, right? And so people, they look at you and they go, wow, just like your mom. Wow, just like your dad. Wow, that is freaky. And guys, bring it in. Here's the point. Just like you can have your father's smile, Just like you can have your mother's eyes, you can have your heavenly father's love. And what Jesus wants here, he says that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven because he wants you to look like your heavenly father. 
Jesus wants you to look like your heavenly father. And friends, you need to understand this. This is what your heavenly father looks like. Your heavenly father loves his enemies. Your heavenly father, he acts in love toward all people. Look what the text says. He makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. Whose son is it? Whose son is it? Read it. His son. So God like, wakes up every morning, or he doesn't wake up, forgive the expression, right? We wake up every morning and God allows the sun to rise on everyone. Not just his children, even his enemies. Like imagine somebody wakes up and they're like, why is it so dark? It's nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, I'm sorry, God, right? God loves everybody and he gives this general blessing of sunshine to everyone, right? Look what else he does. He sends rain on the just and on the unjust, on his children and on his enemies. He's blessing everyone with rain. You're like, Johnny, no crops lately, huh? Where's the rain? I don't know. I think I'm God's enemy, right? No. Like imagine like you just see one dude walking around like a rain cloud. And he's like, dude, like, I'm just blessed, man. And everybody's like, let me get in there. And every time they like put their head in, it like stops, you know, it's like, shh. Right? No. God loves everyone. God blesses, in a general sense, everyone on earth. He shows it in the sun. He shows it with the rain. And friends, he showed it most of all on the cross. God loves his enemies so much so that he was even willing to die for his enemies. You're like, dude, I'm not giving up my seat for that dude. He gave up his life. And you know why that's good news for you and me? Because all of us are born enemies of God. All of us are born opposed to him. But look what he does for us. Romans chapter five. But God shows his love for us how do you show your love for us, God? Well, he gives us sunshine, he gives us rain, and then look what he does. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. God loves his enemies. God loves people who don't deserve it. God loves people who deserve the opposite of love. And so here's what happens, citizens, middle school students, High school students, here's what happens. When people see you loving someone that is completely unloving, they go, wow, that looks like God. When people see you treating people with kindness that they do not deserve, when they hear you praying for a person who did you dirty, they go, I see it. When you love like that, you look just like your heavenly father. And you bear a resemblance to God. Best illustration I could ever think of. How many of you know the story of Jim Elliot? They made a movie about his life, and so he's become popular in recent years. But Jim Elliot um, decided back in 1953 that he was going to go with four of his friends, so five men total, decided to go to Ecuador, not for spring break. They went to Ecuador to be a missionary to Indians, to natives, right? And so in 1956, they went as missionaries to the Waodani tribe. That's probably too African. If they're Ecuadorian, it's probably like, Waodani. No, what is that, Italian? Um, 
Puedo ir al baño, Wadani? Yeah, more like Wadani, right? That's how I get my Spanish accent on. And so they go as missionaries to the Wadani tribe. And they went there not to kick it with the natives, not to have a vacation. They went there to tell them the message about Jesus Christ. They went there to tell them, like Courtney read earlier, that they could turn from their fake gods and serve the living and true God. They went to tell them about a God who loved them so much that he died for them and was willing to forgive them. And you know how they responded to that message? They speared him to death. And in 1956, Jim Elliott was murdered by the Wadani tribe. He wasn't single, though. He left behind his wife, Elizabeth Elliott, and their 10-month daughter. Elizabeth Elliott, you may know her name. She went on to become more famous. She just passed away in 2015, just a few years ago. And Elizabeth Elliott, you know what she did? She spent two years of her life back in Ecuador, preaching to the same tribe that murdered her family, telling them of the grace and of the forgiveness of God and telling them, I don't hate you. I forgive you and I love you. And do you know what they saw when they saw Elizabeth Elliot loving them like that? They said, you look like the heavenly father that your husband told us about before we killed him. And if you can love us like that, then I know he's real. And she went on to lead all of these Indians to salvation. She went on to write a famous book, The Savage, My Kinsman. She says, those are my family members because they're her brothers and sisters in Christ. You see, what happened, friends, do you think she wanted to love them? Do you think she wanted to go to bed in her hut every night praying for their salvation, praying for the well-being? That wasn't her human nature. That wasn't her instinct. But she knew that her heavenly father has done that that her heavenly father loves his enemies. And she says, I want to look like my heavenly father. And for those two years, people would look at her and they go, ooh, when you do that, when you love like that, I see the resemblance. You look just like your heavenly father. When you love your enemies, you look just like your heavenly father. Do you know who you look like if you don't love like this? Do you know who you look like? Do you know who you resemble when you don't love your enemies? Let's look at it. Final, final thing here. Final, mess, final verse. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. When you don't love like God, do you know who you look like? Like everyone else. Because students, you need to understand, to love those who love you is human nature. It's normal. It's ordinary. It's what every human being does naturally. Every human being who is following human nature is going to greet other people kindly when those people greet them kindly. Every single person who's following human nature is going to go, hey, what's up, to their brothers and to their sisters. He goes on to even say here, he goes, what, what more are you doing than them? If you love those who love you, you're doing what everybody else does. 
You're doing what every other human does instinctively. He goes on here. He goes, even the tax collectors do the same. You think you're special? Even the scum of society love those who love them. Anybody can love those who love them. But those who follow God love those who hate them. Love their enemies. And so he looks at them and he goes, if you only love the people who love you, there will be no reward for you. What reward do you have? If you only love the people that love you, you will never hear, well done, my son. You loved like me. That's not awaiting anybody who loves those who love them. It's human nature, friends, to love your best friends. It's human nature to treat kindly those who treat you kindly. It's heaven nature to love and forgive and pray for an entire tribe that murdered your your husband and orphaned your daughter. That's not human nature. That is heaven nature. And so in this short little passage here, Jesus is calling you. And he says, come to me and I want to shift the way that you love. I want to shift the way that you conduct relationships in your life and in your world. I want to shift the list that you create of who you love and who you hate. I want to shift the way that you perceive friends and enemies. I want to shift this in you. Because I want you to look like your father in heaven. And do you know what your father in heaven looks like? He's perfect. That's why we talk about the law. The law is perfectly exemplified by God. And we know that God is Jesus. And so Jesus is saying, I want you to look like God. In other words, I want you to look like me. He is perfect. And so he calls us to pursue this perfection like our heavenly father is. He wants us to love He wants you to love the way that God loves. Because when you love like God, you look like God. When you love like God, you look like God. When you go into your schools and you're doing what nobody else is doing, being kind to people who are not kind to you, greeting those who you should not be greeting, befriending those who want to reject you, when you love like that, people look at you and they go, oh my gosh, I know you look like somebody. Oh, I've seen that trait before. Oh yeah, it's in God. To love like God. When you love like God, you look like God. So how do you love? How do you love? Better question. Who do you love? So as we respond, the band, you guys can come on down here. And here's how I want you to respond today. Here's what I want you to think about. As we sing these final songs, as maybe you have your Bible open and you review these verses that we just read, I want you to ask the Lord, where in my life does Jesus want to shift my love? What relationships are you in? What feelings do you have that Jesus needs to shift? Where are you not loving like your heavenly father loves? Come to Jesus and let him shift those things in your life so that you can look like your heavenly father. Let's pray.